0: Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris of Velasos on social media. Welcome back to Sew Over Fifties podcast on Sew Organised Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. Sew Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Thank you for listening to Sew Over 50's latest podcast on Soul Organised Style. Sew Over 50 intersects with all communities. A special vote of thanks to all of our listeners. In December 2021, you helped Soul Organised Style podcast achieve our one million download milestone. Thank you for listening, everyone. Katrina, Mending Mayhem is our final 2021 podcast. She's here to talk about how she manages living with chronic pain and runs Mending Mayhem. That's the visible mending community that a lot of people love and take part in every week. Katrine talks about how mending and craft are a big part of who she is as she deals with chronic pain every day. Thanks for coming back on to Serve 50's podcast on So Style. Thank you, Maria. It's nice to be back. It's always nice to talk to you. I'm really pleased that you could come back as our last podcast for the year just before Christmas like you did last year. Yeah,
1: being home and chronicle has its perks, you know, because I always can find some time while other people are busy before Christmas. Yeah, I really appreciate
0: your time again, Katrine. Well, I'm always happy to be here. It's all my pleasure. Thank you. So the reason you're on today's podcast is we've been running a series of podcasts with people who sew so in the community who have chronic illnesses, and that's why you're here today. Yes.
1: And you want to, me to tell you a bit about it,
0: right? Yes, please. That would be wonderful. <laughs> because you are so busy online that I think a lot of people might not be aware of the way you are very active with mending mayhem but you live with chronic pain.
1: Yeah I do. I'm being chronic ill for quite some time but it's not something I really like to talk very much about. It's not what I want to focus on but I need to live with it every day but I don't want it to define who I am. I'd rather be that crazy creative lady you know. I lived with this for many years and I learned along the way what works best for me you know and sometimes you also have to pretend to be healthy because it's easier because people will give you advice and tell you oh have you tried this have you tried this and well most of people who've been chronic ill have tried a lot of things and it's exhausting to have all this advice all the time of course some friends will tell you some good advice but uh, Everybody can't come and tell you advice for anything. That's probably a bit silly.
0: Oh, no. What you're trying to say is that yeah. you try and be healthy or try and look healthy so that you don't have people giving you advice that you really don't need because you've already been down there.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Katrine, it actually doesn't sound silly. You have to put on this face that you are not facing chronic pain all the time but you actually are because you've already gone to all the doctors had all the diagnosis yeah yeah
1: and tried a lot of different medications uh, and other stuff too like physiotherapy you name it all in the book (laughs) we tried it alternative medicine yeah so i sometimes even try to avoid people when i go grocery shopping because If I talk to two or three people when I'm grocery shopping, first of all, I might forget what I'm going to have. And second of all, I get too tired, so I can't get everything I need. I need to go home and rest. But it's difficult for people to understand this. It was when I was around 30, I realized that something was really wrong. And I started the process of getting a diagnosis. I was easily tired and had a lot of pain, and I never felt rested. It took 10 years and a lot of doctor's appointment until I got the diagnosis of lupus. And I already haven't been able to manage a proper job for some years. I consider myself quite lucky as my lupus is quite stable. And if I'm careful, I can have a pretty good everyday life. I also have ADHD. I had no clue about it until my son was diagnosed. I now have medication for it and it makes quite a difference in my daily life. If you can imagine living with 10 TVs, all having a different channel on constantly, and suddenly there is only one. Keeping focus is much easier now. To me, being creative, making is what brings me joy. I have always had a lot of creative projects going on in my life. It's not always easy when you have a busy day to manage to find time and your energy is limited. In the beginning, I often use my energy to do chores and things I thought I needed to do. And I wasn't very good at doing something I enjoyed. It's depressing. And at some point, I realized I needed to have some time for myself. I usually try to have Fridays as my day. Of course, I have creative projects other days too, if I get the chance to. Like yesterday, I made a mobile phone holder just because it was fun. I wanted to try something new.
0: Did you have a plan or that was just a spur-of-the-moment thing and you had the energy, so you just went ahead and did it? Yeah, I thought it would
1: be a good Christmas gift for my husband because he has a problem holding his phone. And I wanted to try, so I had a cute fabric and I tried. It just took 15 minutes, very easy. That's great. I usually have a different project and I switch between different depending on how I feel that day. If I can't crochet, I might manage to sew. If it's really bad day, I might just plan for the next project. And I also enjoy mending very much because it's uh, variated and I can do like small pieces. So mending is perfect for me. What I struggle most with is the limited energy because I want to do it all, but it's not possible. I have learned to keep to a routine as I somehow know how much energy I have. It's also very useful due to the ADHD because I'm not so much sidetracked if I keep to a regular routine. It was around the time I got medication for ADHD, I started to do more sewing. I wasn't very good at it, even if my mom tried to learn me how to when I was younger. I didn't manage to focus up on it and skipped steps and never bothered to unpick. Now the seam ripper is my best
0: friend. Ah, because you've now got the medication and you know how to manage your energy.
1: Yeah. And I also can more easily sort the information in my head because it's a problem for people with ADHD because they can't sort like a, a normal brain.
0: That makes sense.
1: Getting meds for ADHD was a game changer. I actually found that I had most of the information my mama tried to teach me. I just hadn't managed to access it. I never was very good at reading and understanding patterns, but I do enjoy very much reading books. I'm very good at that, actually, because I always love a good story. And that's a strange thing, actually, because I also have dyslexia. But I managed to read very well because my grandmother always read stories to me when I was little. But when she was tired and didn't want to read, I had to learn to read myself. So I can do that, but sometimes I read the wrong words and it can be a bit funny. But then I have to go back and check. So it's all easier now with the medication for ADHD, though I still prefer if I can find a crochet chart over a written pattern. Sometimes I also unpick clothes to see how they are made and use them as pattern. I often can make things from what I see in a picture without any pattern. Last winter, I made a roll-top backpack without any pattern, just looking at pictures on Instagram and Pinterest, and I just made one. Patterns that help pictures work better for me, or if it's more like a tutorial. Also, English patterns are often easier to understand as the language is often more accurate. And English has much more describing words. My husband says the same with car repair. He has dyslexia and ADHD too. Even though I found it easier to understand a pattern now, I usually don't use them because I have gotten used to my way of doing
0: things. That's maybe a bit silly. Well, if it works for you, then I think you're on the right track. Yeah. So, I don't think, oh, find a pattern. No, I found
1: something to copy or unpick. <laughs> Strange.
0: If you have found a way to make something, whether it's through an image or through written word, then you're making it work. And I think that's a part of what you've learned about yourself. And it's brilliant. Yeah, I just
1: do it because it's used to it. So, it's easier for me than getting a pattern. When I first started to sew, I used the kitchen table and had to tidy up every day. Since I have limited energy, it was really frustrating, as I might not be able to finish my project. And I spent a lot of energy finding the sewing machine and my fabrics, etc. But we had a guest room. I thought it was kind of stupid to keep a room for guests a couple of times a year when I could use the space. So with a little bit of help from my husband, we made it into a sewing room. And now I have everything in one place. So much easier. And when I run out of energy, I just close the door and go back whenever I want to. It's also nice to be able to close the door as I'm easily distracted and often lose focus on what I'm doing. So if everybody's doing something else in the living room, it's nice to be able to close the door. And then they know I don't want to be disturbed either. Very good. As I have ADHD, I'm easily bored. So I might be anyway, though. I don't like repetitive tasks and making the same thing over and over again. If I'm going to a meeting or waiting for a doctor's appointment, I usually bring my knitting or crochet project. In a meeting, I'll manage to keep better focus if my hands are busy. I just need to remember not to bring a pen that I can click on because I will sit and click on it all the time. And people will get annoyed, you know, because it makes a sound.
0: So when you're with people and you need to use something in your hands, you're actually helping others by knitting, even though that's helping you focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's very kind of you. But this also
1: helped me because people will be annoyed with me, right, when I'm making sounds.
0: Yeah, but there's a way to be polite about it. But anyway, it's a real eye-opener to me. What I find most frustrating about my chronic illness is the limited energy. Mm.
1: Though having pain isn't exactly very much fun either. Like today, I woke up at four o'clock and couldn't go back to sleep. But then uh, if I move around, it's a bit better. So better than lying in bed and turning and turning and can't sleep. And since I don't work, I can take a nap later. Good. Yeah. And since I've been ill for over 20 years now, I learned to live with it and adapt to uh, my disabilities. But someone who's just discovered they are chronic ill, they might like to know it's normal to mourn and even to get depressed because this is the rest of your life. But uh, you need to move on at some point. You can't stay there. You need to move forward and adapt your new life and your new normal. And being chronic ill doesn't mean you can't have a good life. It doesn't mean your life is over. It just means it's a different one. And you need to learn. What works for you. what works for me might not work for you or anybody else, but it works for me. And that's an important thing. For me, being around people, it drains my energy the most. I have heard other people with chronic fatigue saying the same. Of course, it depends on a person or the situation. I don't like when people drop by unexpected because I get distracted, or it might come around the time I need to rest and then. I don't take the rest of my energy. And if it's all down, it takes a very long time to get the energy back. So I need to rest when I'm a little tired, not when I'm very tired. Yeah. Because if I wait until I'm very tired, it takes a very long time to get better. So parties and meetings are things that are very difficult for me. And parents' meeting, for example. But I do enjoy my own company. And I really feel lonely. I do have a few close friends I do meet with from time to time. But most of my friends are actually people I know online. Shopping is also something that is very exhausting for me. And I need to plan before I go somewhere. We live in a small town. And sometimes we need to travel to a bigger city to get what we need. I usually do online search for what I need and see what I can find. If I can find what I need instead of checking the shops when I get there. I also buy more what I need, so I don't need to go back anytime soon. As much as I like to see things before I buy, I have become pretty good at online shopping. It does save me a lot of energy I can use for other things. I'm also pretty good at using what I already have and make do with it, finding a creative solution and making it work. My dogs are my personal trainers and they protest if I don't want to take them out for a walk. Well, except for days like this because I want to go back in because it's so cold and windy. I very much need my daily walk, but it's not every day I want to, so having dogs make me do it anyway. I often think about my project and solving problems I run into with my creative work whilst I'm walking. I also enjoy taking landscape pictures and often find myself walking quite a bit longer because I wanted to take a picture or was busy thinking about a project. This also means I don't focus on my pain. It's the same with my creative work. I focus so much on what I do that I manage to ignore the worst of the pain. Also, doing something you really like gives you joy and happiness. I think having something that makes you feel happy is the most important thing you can do. I have smaller projects for my worst days. And some days I can't manage anything. I do experience brain fog from time to time. and can have flare-ups and I just need to rest. I often prepare things in advance like Instagram and blog posts. I also need to take care of my family and I have a main responsibility for mending my hair. Though my sister helps me with the collage, most of her work is on me. Sometimes I think I'm too ambitious being chronically ill and trying to run the mending community and blog all in English and having dyslexia too. Other challenge I struggle with is that I don't look ill and, and chronic fatigue is very difficult for people to understand. I think because if you are healthy, you don't have the right experience to understand what it's like. And if you are tired, you rest and you'll be fine, right? If I'm comparing it to having the flu every day, a healthy person will eventually be better. Also, if I'm having a bad day, I'm home so people don't see me. I will, on the other hand, see that I'm capable of walking my dogs every day and that I post a lot of social media and make a lot of stuff. And when I go somewhere, I do look fine. I don't see that it's maybe all I can do that day. Having lupus and ADHD isn't a very good combination either. ADHD is kind of stressful and having lupus, you should avoid stress. Being hyperactive doesn't mean I'm running around all the time. Actually, most of it is it's inside my head. Not being able to f- focus, losing attention, and not manage to filter out what's the relative information. I also often spend a lot of time getting to the point or something. So it's good if I'm making a tutorial to get all the information in.
0: Yeah.
1: Often I get little sleep and makes up due to pain, and therefore need to rest later during the day, like today. I struggle with time perspective, and often think things take less time than they actually do. It sometimes gets me into a bit of trouble, though. I'm horrible at organizing, but still I'm the better one in our house. Having three people with ADHD to organize for when you find it difficult is sometimes a bit frustrating. At a meeting with my son's teacher, who was a bit frustrated because he was unorganized, my son said to her, me and my dad don't need to know where things are, we just ask mom. And it still is that way. So, mom, where is this? Yes. It's also very challenging that lupus can be rather unpredictable. And you can be fine, and suddenly you aren't. Expect from homeschooling, I didn't think that COVID changed my life very much. I experienced this homeschooling and chronic illness I wrote a bit about in my blog. I'm usually home, and since we live quite rural, I don't really meet a lot of people either. Having ADHD is sometimes an advantage too. It makes me see a different solution than other people do. And in a creative process, it's good to have a mind that sidetracks you a bit. You can also be very focused on the things you like to do and forget about time and everything else. Though I wish I learned to say no much earlier and be better at priorities. Making time for things that gives me joy also gives me more energy.
0: If you're making things that give you joy... That's what being a maker is all about, is that you have that time to yourself. Yeah. And if you've got the energy, then you can make things. And if you don't have the energy, you've already said it yourself, you do planning and you think about things.
1: Yeah. There's always something creative going on inside my brain, I think.
0: Yes. I'm actually really thankful that you've given your time and thoughts so that our listeners can learn more about what's behind Mending Mayhem and all of the creativity that you put into it. I'm really thankful that you've gone to the trouble of running us through everything that you go through and the energy that you give to us, so that we continue to enjoy Mending Mayhem and all of the creative things that you do. So, thank you.
1: I enjoy this, so it gives me more energy. But sometimes it's not possible, so I need to take a break. And sometimes it can take very long time before I reply and I try to reply fast, but uh, not always possible for me. Sometimes I feel like uh, guilty because I'm not fast enough to reply and I don't post enough. Yeah. Or just write boring comments because it's all I can think about at the moment because I'm tired. Yeah. But I really have a good time with it. People need to take it as this. But I'm really happy I can be here with you, Maria. It's always nice to
0: talk to you. Oh, thank you, Katrine. And I'm very thankful that you've always said yes to doing a podcast and that you've encouraged people to mend and visible mend.
1: The fun should be shared, you know. Yeah. About visible yeah. visibly, visibly mending.
0: Yeah. Visible mending is something to share. And in the earlier podcast we've just had with Wendy, she really appreciates all of the work that you do on. Our previous Mending Podcast guests have always held you in high regard for all of the work that you do for Mending Mayhem, so thank you.
1: It's all my pleasure, and thank you to everybody who are following and giving us nice feedback and helping out and making guest posts and all the ones who use our hashtag so we can put them up in the collage. Yeah, It's always fun to see the collage. No, my sister is helping me a bit and making the collage. And so I managed to make some new videos, reels videos. I'm trying that one. I didn't know how to do it, but I'm trying to find out.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I made some cool ones
1: about uh, darning socks.
0: I think I've seen that one. Yeah. It's very good.
1: And I have one about different households items you can use. Darning mushroom. You know, we had it on yep. one of your episodes earlier. Mm-hmm. Someone mentioned they used a raw egg. I think it was Sue Stoney. (laughs) It must have been Sue. She's a trail seeker, you know.
0: Oh, she is. She's wonderful, Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, there's a lot of fun comments there that people use. And it was a really good tip. I was surprised by all the nice comments and questions. And I try to answer as fast as I can. But sometimes it takes a few days. Sometimes it takes more. Sometimes I reply right away depending on what kind of day it is.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, Katrine. It's my pleasure. And thank you for uh, having me here, Maria. And I know that we're just about at Christmas, so all the best to you for the holiday season, because I know that in the lead-up to Christmas, you do so much.
1: I'm actually trying to do a little bit less this year. We'll see how that works out.
0: I wish you a good year. This means Merry Christmas in Norwegian. Thank you. And I wish you Goya as well.
1: Yeah, Goyur.
0: Goyur. Yeah? Now you know Norwegian. A little bit. Very little bit. Yeah. Thank you, Maria. Thanks, Katrine. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Over 50 Podcast on Sol Gunnar Stoll was produced by me, Maria The Harris, with permission of Katrine of Mending Mayhem sound by you can subscribe to so organized style podcasts but with an s not a z on all good podcast apps please give us a five star rating and review whenever you listen to podcasts there are over 280 free podcasts to listen to and every podcast is free our podcast aims are to keep you sewing stay connected and make you smile post any questions or suggestions you have on our instagram account at Soul organized style or on our website at www.saleorganizedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.